please be advised, this episode may include depictions of murder, sexual content, and foul language that is not suitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back to Witness. I'm Lenny. And I'm Matt. And you are Matt. And I am Matt. And you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to take a break this week. Oh, yeah. We're just going to sit here and meditate. No. (laughs) We're going to play you a Peloton meditation by Cody Rigsby. Yeah. Cody Rigsby. Cody Rigsby. Dancing with the stars. Cody Rigsby. If you watch them. Yeah. He did okay last night. He did. I mean, he did average like everyone else did. Sounds like I watched the show or something, but I don't really. But listen, my wife is, made me watch a little bit of it. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever watched Dancing with the Stars ever, and the only reason I'm watching it is because Cody's on the show, and I am a huge Cody addict on Peloton. I love my Peloton bike, and I have quite a few instructors that I uh, work out to. But Cody is my go-to. Well, let me correct you. It's not Dancing with the Stars. It's DWTS. Okay, that's Which is dancing with the freaking stars. <laughs> Don't be. But it's but no, it's D W T S. Like laugh out loud is L O L. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get with it. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, we are taking a break from murders and stuff, and we are not really going to play you a meditation. We're just going to talk to you about something else. Yeah, that'll be good. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. We had a pretty good last week. Last uh, weekend was pretty good. Saw some family. Went down to Matt's mom's. Saw his grandma and his mom and stepdad and sister and, you know, family. Mm -hmm. And our Oklahoma State Fair. Uh, The kids have gone. It's going on right now. We haven't gone. Probably won't make it. Tonight's like $2 night, ticket night. Yeah, well, we're not going to make it. But we're not going to probably make it this year, are we? No, we're probably not going to make it. They're like working on the pool right now. These three kids, I swear they're kids. I know it makes me seem old. They're probably in their 20s, but they're on their back patio and working around the pool and like cleaning it and filling in stuff. And they're doing some some cleanup work that they have been telling us they're coming to do for weeks. And it's throwing off it's throwing off our whole night's plans. Yeah. So I don't even want to cook tonight now. Well, what are we going to do for dinner? I'm on a diet. I started working out again. Salad. I'm trying to lose. I had salad Eat. for lunch. <laughs> trying to get out of doing doing dinner. He always tries to get out of doing dinner. It's his nights. Yeah. I've also been following that Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry case. Yes. That shit is crazy. Well, remember how we were talking? Like we haven't had anything 
really big cases that's been oh nationalized. Oh my gosh! And, and I hope we didn't jinx this. That poor girl. Who who are we talking to? I think some friends of ours. But who there hasn't were been. Were we talking to? Because I I know what you're talking about. I know exact conversation you're talking I think about. It was Zach and Tracy. Maybe it was. I think it was. You know, Lacey Peterson, big case. Yes. Some of these. I mean, you can name them. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to, but there have been huge cases mm-hmm, out there mm-hmm, that people mm-hmm. follow, you know, just normally. they they The media has them on air all the time. Nancy Grace will talk them into the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Like, there's these cases, and this is turning out to be one of them. It's unfortunate because it seems like she's a victim of domestic abuse. Yeah. And he's, like, he's, like, my ex-husband in a lot of ways. You know, he just... Mm-hmm. makes well, her think she or and everyone around them think that she is crazy because she finally snaps because she can't take his shit anymore and and that's what people saw in the webcam stuff from utah mm-hmm. but really he he's the he's the problem yeah and the fact that he's on the run now so did he kill himself no he's still on the run yeah that one that one um article that i read must have been completely wrong because they said they found a male's body over in the reserves but Mm -hmm. it was not him oh it's like they got they got some information they ran with that and didn't even right right and totally wrong yeah yeah so so that we know right now anyway Yeah. yeah okay I mean, maybe he offed himself somewhere, but the yeah. the body that they did find mm-hmm. is not his. Okay. So he's on the run. Some people have said he, they spotted him. I was reading an article today in Alabama or something. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> so he might have gone north while his parents are saying he's in the reserve uh, and that Mustang was there and they went and picked it up and stuff like that. Yeah. But he, he might have really switched another to another. Way. Yeah. He mm. might have switched to another car or something. I read some theories saying, too, like some people think he's hiding out in like fam- another family member's home or a yeah. friend's home or something in the local area. And they're just kind of aiding and abetting this guy. But well, I think his parents aiding and abetting him, too, with the oh, he's in the reserve. I, they, I, I'm not saying they didn't know where he, where went. he went, but well, they're not talking to either. let him go and know that he's somewhere. Yes. And, you know, it's it's that's just like a like it shows them as enablers because. Oh, yeah. She. Like Gabby, sweet little Gabby, she lived with them for like a year. Yeah. Well, and she and Brian were engaged and stuff. Like this is, she was close to your family. If you lived with people for a year, mm-hmm. you have gotten to know these people as as family. Sure. And for them to not be trying to help and do things like they're trying to help their son, they're not trying to help her. Yeah. Like that's not loyalty. Mm-mm. That's enabling. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. This case is terrible. I, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll be yet to see everything that's going to come out. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I think it's we're we're going to be hearing things for a long time to come, mm-hmm. and I'm sure in the future, podcasters will be covering this like we cover everything else, and sure. we will too, but not for a long, long while. Like and I'm going to let things. Yeah, I'm going to let out. things settle down. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping they catch him, and I'm hoping it goes through a trial, and I'm hoping he has to answer for what. I'm, I mean, everyone. I read some. Devil's advocates online, like we don't know that he did it. No, we don't. But yes, we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right. Like right. she was on a road trip with him. They were there. There's a chick on TikTok who released a video saying that she and her guy picked him up in this area and drove him to another spot. He offered to pay them two hundred dollars in cash. Like 
if you haven't seen the TikTok, you need to go look it up. I, yeah. I can't remember the, the lady's name or whatever, but he was there. He was with her. He's the only one with her. They were alone <clears throat> on this trip. He did this. Well, so far, this is a mystery, and we're going to get into some mysteries <laughs> today, aren't we? Well, kind of. Kind of? Kind of. Okay. It's not as mysterious as what you think. No. No. Anomalies? Little kind of anomalies we'll we'll talk about okay. and things like that, but but it's just interesting and fun. Okay, well, what are we talking about? We are going to talk about the Alaska Triangle. Ooh. Oh, no, I like it, right? Because we, we did the Bermuda Triangle, yeah. which is on that side. Now let's go up north to the cold yeah. area and we, talk about their triangle. Your first duty station was up here, right? Yep, a long, long time ago in a faraway galaxy <laughs> when Lenny was in the military. Wow. <laughs> I was stationed at. That's I was, where you need to in this podcast. You got to play the music, the Star Wars music, <laughs> right there. You got to come in with that. Okay, right. try to find it. Okay. Yeah, I was stationed at Isleson Air Force Base in Alaska for three years. It's it's a great place. It really mm-hmm. is. That state is beautiful. It is one of the most beautiful states I've ever seen, um, if not the most beautiful. It's just got everything you can want to, especially if you're outdoorsy mm-hmm. type. You can. There's something. There's hunting. There's fishing. There's camping. There's white water rafting in the rivers um i saw the aurora borealis you know the northern lights yeah uh, those are in the area that i lived it's like next it's in north pole alaska yeah. which is next to mm-hmm. fairbanks mm-hmm. and it just like the sun during the summer doesn't go down and during the winter it doesn't come up right it's a totally different place to be well, but in, it's a so cool, so cool. In the military, too, people, they'll complain about that the base they're at, mm-hmm. right? But their last base was always their best base. You'll hear some of that. You would think, okay, no, it's their next base. It's greener pastures on the other side. Of course, when you get oh, yeah. when you get orders to a new base, you're excited to go somewhere or do something different. Got it. Right. But a lot of it's the last base. But I will tell you this. I've heard pretty much everybody that has been in Alaska loved it. Yeah. Even if you thought... You were a city person. You you grew up in New York City, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, major There's you know, just city population, but then loved it up there. Except my brother. My brother went there TDY, said it was the worst place he'd ever been, and he'd never want to go again. Yeah, which <laughs> is like, odd, right? Because yes. I've heard everybody I know. pretty much. <laughs> when I said pretty much, it means everybody. You know, it doesn't are, mean everybody. Yeah, there's yeah. a handful of haters, but, mm-hmm. um, but a lot and of my brother's do. one of them. A lot of people but, love it. Yeah. But it's, it's surprising that he didn't because it's cold. And he likes cold. Yeah, but he wasn't there during the cold. He was there during the oh, summer. The, but even the so, mosquitoes. the summer, yeah, mosquitoes are bad up there, really bad. But hello, makes sense. You've got winter. You have snow, mm-hmm. tons of freaking snow mm-hmm. for a long time. And then when it melts off in the springtime, they don't even call it spring up there. They call it breakup. Yeah. Um. They say they have two seasons. They have su- like winter and summer. So yeah. springtime, spring is breakup. Break yeah, that's okay. when things are melting and there's a lot of standing water mm-hmm. and the mosquitoes are hatching and they get huge, like the size of birds. Yeah. And it's crazy. On to and as most that are listeners, either if you've been there or I guarantee you they've seen the imagery, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. It's scenic. It's amazing. Yeah. Just to but see. But you can get lost there. You can. And a lot of people easy. do. And, you know, like also Canada. So mm-hmm. when I left Alaska, I drove, right? I drove from Isleson through, I took the Alcan Highway 
through Canada down back into Alaska because there's no through road right. because of the terrain. Mm-hmm. So I get back into Alaska and I catch the ferry to leave. Yeah. So that took me through part of the Alaska Triangle and Fairbanks is also in it. So I, I was basically living in part of the Alaska Triangle. I just didn't know it back wow. then, which is kind of cool. That like, is cool. I didn't know that until I started doing the, doing research, the research for this. Yeah, okay. I was like, hmm. Interesting. That's neat. Yeah, definitely. I didn't disappear. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so. Or you're a hologram. <laughs> not a hologram. <laughs> so anyway, Alaska is called the final frontier because there's so much unexplored and uninhabited land up there. And the Alaska Triangle is known to have a high level of people going missing or just disappearing. Mm-hmm. The triangle runs from Anchorage to Juneau all the way back up to Barrow and back down to Anchorage. So it's kind of weird. Like if you look at a map, Anchorage, you do a straight line. It's not really a straight line. It's kind of like an angled line down to Juneau. And mm-hmm. then it goes over and back up to Barrow, which is like in the north. Yeah. And then back down to Anchorage. That's the that's the triangle. Oh, and it was it was first named the Alaska Triangle in 1972. But they had stuff happen before then. Sure. It just kind of got that moniker. That's where it got that name, yeah. Okay. So some of the craziest stories of the Alaska Triangle include the disappearance of House Majority Leader Hale Boggs and Representative Nick Begich. Which is a whole podcast on. Is there? There is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, and I'm going to have to listen to that. That's neat. So in 1972... They were flying with an aide, Russell Brown, and a bush pilot, Don Johns, traveling from Anchorage to Juneau in a Cessna 310. Their flight just vanished. Yep. Like, it just disappeared. <clears throat> Off the radars, everything. It's just, and it never landed. There was like a 30-day search for them that turned up nothing. They they never found anything. Yeah. And teams searched over 32,000 miles. Wow. Yeah, but... Goodness, that expanse is so. I know. I mean, Alaska is is mountain ranges, it's valleys, it's forest for days. Yeah, you've never seen anything like this. Good luck, right? Trying to find anything, right? Well, I mean, and if you do, that's it's amazing. Hikers go missing. Oh yeah. Um, local residents are said to go missing. Sure. Stuff like that, like like it's a rough place. Oh yeah. You have to know what you're doing to live there or live in a place like me, you know, that's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a base. Yeah. They, the Air Force Base makes sure you stay safe. So <laughs> that's how I survived Alaska because I was stationed there. Yeah. And sorry if you guys hear our dogs in the background. They're fighting over uh, treats. Yes. And we could have let them outside, but we couldn't right now. Because pool people. Yeah. Anyway. So that's our deal. I'm sorry. not disgruntled. We apologize, though. So another story is UFO related. Ooh. I know Alaska has a lot of UFO stigma and uh-huh. sightings and stuff. They've even made movies yeah. that have nothing to do with the Alaska Triangle UFO no. sightings. But UFOs and aliens in Alaska is all kind of like hand in hand. So it's not surprising to me that there are UFO stories coming in the Triangle too. Well, see, you know, this... I'm, and I'm not going to say anything, but what you're about to cover, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard this story. I've seen this story oh, on yeah? a few different occasions of, like on TV shows, talking about UFOs. Oh, that's cool. So 
Oh, let me just tell the story then. Yeah. In 1986, a Japanese plane was flying from Iceland to Anchorage and encountered three UFOs. Now, this story freaked me out. I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have done as the pilot, but the three UFOs followed the airplane through the Alaska Triangle for about 400 miles. Yeah, can you imagine that? Just no. something staying on you for that long? And like, I mean, when they say followed, when I was reading this article, like, on their ass kind of followed. Yes. Like, not from a long distance away that they could see him, like, in a rear view mirror or something. I know planes don't have rear views, but you get what I'm saying, yes. right? Like, like, like get off the, my butt. Yes. Like, if I, I hit my brakes, you're going to crash into me kind of yes. close. Yes. So, one of them was reported to be twice the size of an and, aircraft carrier. And if that carrier. is true, and they really able to make that out the size of that. That's bigger is, than that plane. That is, oh, big Like, time. way bigger than that yeah. plane. That is amazing. Yeah. So the crew saw flashing lights following their plane, and air traffic controllers also reported that they saw something on radar, and it was only about five miles away from the plane it was tailing, which, you know, kind of gets to my point of how close this was. The pilot said two smaller crafts suddenly just appeared in front of the plane, and he described the three of them as being a mothership and two smaller ships. Mm Mm-hmm. And they claimed that they were appearing and disappearing and moving away too fast to be another airplane, which, yeah. duh, if it just appears and then goes away and then swings back in into your periphery and in front of your plane and stuff, you sh- you, you know it's not another plane. Well, He's probably just trying to justify, like, I know it wasn't another plane. It was well, too, been. with, like, aircraft like this, it's not only some, okay, and speculate when you see them and then you don't see them, it's mm-hmm. speed. Right. Right. But then it's also or interdimensional. They're able to pop in and pop out. Oh, that's a good one. So they think so people are also investigators kind of think contemplating and thinking, discussing and theorizing that that's what's going on. And they're able to bend hmm. things, time, space. That's and cool. able to come in and then come out. So you see them. Yeah. But then they can leave when they, you know, it's pretty wild. Huh? That is awesome, actually. But in order to escape the UFOs, the plane had to fly at a lower altitude and take evasive actions that weren't that weren't successful like they weren't they still weren't able to evade and the encounter lasted 32 minutes only the pilot says that he felt it like it lasted so much longer um but it only lasted 32 minutes and the ufos just disappeared just vanished of course and could you imagine? Uh, like, I still wild. cannot wrap my brain around yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, um, and what's cool is it's reputable people. It's pilots, plural. Right. Multiple people have seen air traffic it. controllers. Air traffic controllers. People witnessed this. Witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Saw some. Saw it on radar as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe they didn't go outside and look up and see this huge aircraft no, carrier they, hey, mothership the, and two the pilots, babies. But the pilots aren't lying to us. Right, we saw it on radar. We saw it we on know radar. This happened. We don't know what it is, but we see what you're well, talking about. Kind UFO, of. right? Yeah. Unidentified. Amazing. It is very cool, actually. Um, one story that happened before the triangle was was known as the Alaska Triangle happened in 1950. A military plane with eight crew members and 36 passengers lost contact with the ground and just disappeared. There were reports of UFO activity in the area, one report a week before and the other a couple of days after it disappeared. The Army conducted the largest military search on record, you know, there. For that time. Yeah. um, And found nothing. Yeah. 
So to date, this is known as the largest military group of personnel to go missing. They were never found. Yeah. No plane crash was recorded. Wow. Just gone. Yeah. Could you imagine? No. That's it is, and I've heard of this story too. That's like a is, Bermuda Triangle big, these thing. These are these are big known stories. Like every, all three of these so far, mm-hmm. I didn't know you're covering, and all three I've heard before. Oh, which is know. good. I'd never heard them before, but that's because I've never. They were heard. these were these have been big deals. It's cool. It's sad mm-hmm. that these people just vanished, yeah. but it's cool stories. It is. They're interesting, just because you're just like, what is going on? What happened? Right, and and I'll be honest with you, like. Having lived there in that area, if I had known about this stuff, I probably would have gone and tried to be Snoopy. Like, well, too, let's say snoop. the House Majority Leader and the rep representative and flying with aides, yada, yada, yada. Okay, there's some kind of engine failure, whatever happens, plane goes down. Right. Same thing with the military passengers, right? Right. On this plane. It's, it's just not that. Okay, what did, but it's the mystery of not knowing what happened. Right. And where did they go? Right. Where are they at? We can't find them. Even yes, it is a big expanse, and good luck trying to find anybody in anything. Mm-hmm. However, it's yeah. it's it's a thing. It's fascinating. It it's kind of like Bigfoot, mm-hmm. which I think he's involved in all this Ooh. too somewhere. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so planes have disappeared. Hikers gone missing. Residents and tourists have vanished. And since 1988, upward of 16,000 people have gone missing in the Triangle and never seen again making it a missing person rate of twice the national average. Yeah. That is nuts. It is. And a lot of people consider the fact that it's a lot of wilderness, a lot of unexplored terrain, and that leaves a lot of room for people to go missing. I think they all find each other. And they're, <laughs> they're in all like, living in, in some un- underground utopia. Yeah. And land it's of amazing the lost. land of the lost. <laughs> it's and we're it's all we're all the losers here. Yes, yeah, so we're the up winners. here struggling, and they're they're living it up. Mm-hmm. I would hope that'd be something cool for them, that you know. That would but be pretty awesome. Yeah, but you know, like there's a lot of of places that they can disappear naturally and never be found. Yeah. Um, but for planes to crash and disappear without a trace, no wreckage found. Hikers who stay on clear paths disappear. Um, not to mention residents and tourists in the areas that are well traveled yeah. to vanish. Yeah, it's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Um, still, the triangles covered in dense forests, craggy mountain peaks, massive glaciers, hidden caves, deep crevices where downed aircraft or lost hikers might easily be hidden, and then covered by snowfall, yeah, hiding any time. trace of human well, remember, activity. Well, remember in Alaska, y'all had the suicide and the guy. Y'all yes. looked in that whole area. Yeah, and he was on base, right? Until, yeah. Off out out in the kind of wood in a wooded area. Mm-hmm. And he was like right there, feet away from where you search. But once the snow had the breakup yeah. in the spring. During breakup is when we found him. In that yes. so yeah. case in point. That you you've witnessed that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it yes, absolutely can mm-hmm. happen. But it's also filled with wild animals, which can let's just be honest, they're gonna take your body away. Yeah, yeah. And drag um, you off. The weather's bad, extreme cold, mm. blizzards, avalanches, rain, et cetera. You know, there's light, lightning strikes up there all the time, too. Mm-hmm. So, well, and we're inquisitive people. Even though we're on a walking trail, we see something like, ooh, squirrel, what's squirrel, yes. moment. what's that? <laughs> Go check it out. Oh, it's a deep crevice, and I fell in it. Now I can't get out. Now I'm dead. <laughs> right? Stop. I hope not. But yeah, yeah. You know, those um, things happen. It does, yeah. But, you know, the logical person's answer for these disappearances is exactly what I just covered. You know, mm-hmm. the, the terrain itself is, and wild animals and stuff. And the thing is, 
we also people, humans, we when someone disappears like that, we don't like to be logical. We want to go paranormal. We do. We want to be like, ooh, Sally went walking in the middle of the street in the middle of the night and just vanished. Yes. Where did she go? Ooh. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that piques so, our interest. It does. So people aren't gonna listen to you when you say in the Alaska Triangle, it's just the terrain. Yeah. So and so went hiking, right. never seen again because mm-hmm. they probably came to a really bad end and had no help yes. and no way of reaching yeah. anyone to get help mm-hmm. and passed away and we'll never find them. Yeah. No one wants that answer. They want the paranormal stuff. So that's what we're going to talk well, about. Of course. And I like it. Yeah. So for those people who want to hear that stuff, let's talk from everything from aliens to energy vortexes. Ooh. I know. So let's... uh. Talk energy vortexes first, because these are the ones I thought were the most boring. <laughs> the most boring? Yeah. Okay. So let's get them out of the way. Let's get them out of the way. Okay. So energy vortexes. They're said to be swirling centers of energy concentrated in specific places where the energy crackles intensely, and the energy radiates in a spiraling cone shape clockwise or counterclockwise, creating positive and negative effects. They're thought to affect humans in various physical, mental, and emotional ways. So the positive vortexes spiral upward in a clockwise motion, creating an enhanced flow of energy. This type is said to be conducive to healing, meditation, creativity, self-exploration, sort of like the salt in the Dead Sea type of effect where people believe it has Mm -hmm. healing properties. That's what these positive vortexes have. People actively search out these places to feel inspired recharged and uplifted Mm -hmm. some of the places where positive vortexes are said to exist are the egyptian pyramids stonehenge and the sedona desert which is close for a lot of us Mm -hmm. uh, and sacred temples and cathedrals throughout the world however negative vortexes spiral downward in a counterclockwise motion creating a draining or depleting energy in humans they are believed to cause health problems including depression nightmares disorientation confusion and both visual and audio hallucinations sounds like our world right now right. got some kind of negative, <laughs> negative vortex, vortex going on maybe um they are also said to cause electrical instruments to malfunction so that kind of goes along with the bermuda triangle if you think about it some places that are said to be filled with negative vortexes are the bermuda triangle japan's devil sea and easter island okay well two of the and i'll take it since we're talking about them and they say they spiral Clockwise and counterclockwise, mm-hmm. they know how to see show them that and or something. See them. Yeah, I would think so. They have the machinery to technology to demonstrate it. You would think. And what's wild is to go to like a cathedral and, and to see it. To me, you know, I mean, I don't the pyramids think you can see anything, it though, babe. Well, not see it, but see with the technology show that like, okay, yep, see it's going this way. The dog is playing with the door Which thing. The, yeah. Door stopper. <laughs> So, electronic readings in Alaska have found large concentrations of magnetic anomalies, some of which have disrupted compasses to the point that they are as much as 30 degrees off. In addition, some search and rescue workers have reported having audio hallucinations, disorientation, and lightheadedness, supporting the theory that there are negative vortexes that have led to the disappearances recorded in the Alaska Triangle. It's not clear that the vortexes really exist, but it's definitely possible with the eyewitness accounts of the and the experiences that people have, have actually had that 
didn't disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, like the search and rescue people. Yeah. So despite the warnings from authorities regarding weather, wildlife, and environmental conditions, hundreds of tourists visit Alaska to see the unspoiled land, and many of them are not prepared for the natural elements. Some of these people probably become lost in the middle of nowhere, resulting in numerous in the numerous search and rescue operations performed each year. And unfortunately, though, that doesn't explain why there are, why there are more disappearances in the Alaska Triangle than anywhere else in the state. Yeah. I it mean. Seem to be really congregated in that. Right. Stretch of land. And it's not like that's the only place that Alaska has that type of terrain or forest. Like, it's the whole state mm-hmm. that has that kind of yeah. environment. Yeah. So, is that a more popular area to go to? Though? I'm sure it is more populated. <laughs> things like that. If you think about it, mm-hmm. you're talking Anchorage to Juneau, and all that path, that path, all the way up to Barrow, uh, is is forest, and mm-hmm. you've got some towns and stuff in between. But you don't have. There's not. A, I mean, you can go and hike and camp and fish and all that stuff for days, oh, weeks, yeah. and yeah. never see another person. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe bears got them. Maybe. Anyway, another suggested mystery of the Alaska Triangle is an evil spirit called the Kushtaka or Kushtaka that the natives of Alaska, the Tsilinga and Shimshian tribes added to their religions as a way to explain the disappearances. The Kushtaka is a shape-shifting cryptid that stalks the Alaska wilderness looking for human prey. This is kind of cool. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. The Kushtaka is compared to Bigfoot, but with a more evil or sinister background and are often also often said to be otters that are able to shift shape shift. Yeah. Interesting. I don't look at an otter and think evil, though. Do you like you see videos of otters and they're playing with balls and they're just cute. Right. They are apparently not here. (laughs) The lore says that. Uh, they disguise themselves as a trusted relative or friend who only appears to the lost or injured, and they appear to be there to rescue you. If they don't approach you, they can also lure you to them by mimicking screams of women or children. And once you try to find them and start to approach them, you're never going to escape them. They lead them into the woods where they either tear them apart or turn them into another kushtaka. This legend is most popular in southeastern Alaska. The Kushtaka is said to trap their victims' souls and keep them from reincarnating. The lore says that a dog will protect you, though, because they can detect the Kushtaka. And that's why people do the sledding, mm-hmm. have their sled dogs and do the Iditarod and stuff. Yeah. They're, they're protected. They have dogs. They're also supposedly um, protected by, or you're protected by fire. So they're they're afraid of dogs fire. and fire. Okay, good to know. Yep, make sure you have a dog and some some form of fire. Take a lighter. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to visit Alaska for Kushtaka? No, not me. <laughs> um, another suggested theory of the triangle is UFOs, which we we talk. You know, the majority of Alaska's UFO sightings are in the tri- Alaska Triangle. It's crazy considering that Alaska has quite a few UFO sightings, but we already told you about the C-54 case earlier, um, the one with the the Japanese mm-hmm. pilot. And this is just one major example of the UFO sightings in the Triangle. However, there is a Black Pyramid story, which is one of my favorites and also kind of related to the UFOs. Yeah. So 
No one really knows if this is true, but the legend says that the pyramid is twice twice the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza, and it's buried deep under Alaska in the Mount McKinley area, now Mount Denali. This story only came out in 1992, which isn't that long ago. So Anchorage's Channel 13, I'm just going to kind of briefly summarize this because there was like so much detail on this, but the story aired on Anchorage's Channel 13 in 1992 with three scientists announcing that they had accidentally found an unexplained structure under the ground that they only found because they were using seismic recording equipment. And one of the geologists remembered NBC running a story about it and tried to get a copy six months later, but they denied ever having ran it. And this geologist called relatives trying to track down a copy, but he could only find the one that was ran on the Anchorage Channel 13. He wrote a letter to a journalist telling her about it. He started the letter by introducing himself, and then the letter said, quote, During my service tour in Alaska, I was informed of a pyramid under the land in Alaska. There is other information concerning this that came to my attention after it was reported to us in 1992. I have tried to pass this info to others, but have not heard any response to my information. I assure you I am telling you the truth about this, and I think that this is being kept quiet by our government as the news was buried the very next day after it was brought to my attention. If you can help me get this info out to you, please call me so I can talk to you about this. My phone number is, and he gives his phone number. The whole story is pretty interesting, and this can be verified with your contacts. I'm assured of that as I do not have them and came up with zero from the news people there. I'll tell you the whole story if you're interested. I've only contacted a couple of people, but I've not heard back from any of them. I'm wondering if my emails are getting through to them or are this an old story that has no interest to news reporters. And that's the end of the letter. Since this finding, more and more retired anonymous military men have come forward, refusing to speak to anyone but this particular journalist, telling her the secret story of some guarded black pyramid. This journalist hosts a late-night conspiracy radio talk show where she hosted the letter writer to talk about it on July 26, 2012. There are reports that the, pyramids, the pyramid is an architectural construction built by an ancient civilization with the power to generate enough electricity to supply, quote, not only all of Alaska, but most probably much of Canada also, end quote. I mean, that's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Some people, however, have claimed that this pyramid was built by the journalist herself to generate money. Like she made it all yeah, up. Yeah. Huh. Another suggested theory of the Alaska Triangle is Bigfoot. With the vast wilderness in Alaska, this is not a surprise. There are a ton of reports of Bigfoot sightings throughout the entire state. Some reports include evidence of nesting sites, a possible Bigfoot skeleton, and unidentified hair samples. Some witnesses have even reported seeing a swimming Sasquatch during their encounters. (laughs) Right? Some villages... Just chilling. I know, right? (laughs) Swimming around. But some villages have even relocated as a result of terrifying encounters with Bigfoot, which is surprising because the common understanding is that the creature prefers isolated areas and is, in general, quite peaceful. Right. Maybe However, the they stock. don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. However, there were stories told from 1900 to 1925 about a trapper that went into the woods and disappeared shortly after reporting exceptionally large tracks in the snow. The book... The Strangest Story Ever Told by Virginia Culp documents this incredible eerie encounter in further detail. In 1943, it was reported that a man was attacked by an unknown creature in the wilderness about 18 miles down from the from U- the Yukon 
from the town of Ruby. He later died of internal injuries, and the creature that attacked him, presumably Bigfoot, was said to be run off by his dog team. There are so many more sightings of Bigfoot, but if Bigfoot is as confrontational as people in Alaska claim it to be, it's possible that this is the reason why some people go missing, especially in the wilderness, if they come to if they come face to face with it. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, too, there's that whole story, and I don't know if it's um, the Alaska Triangle, but there's like a whole village that goes missing, gone, dead. Everybody in the whole village, an Indian, Native American village. In Alaska. Mm-hmm. There's some story I didn't about read it. it. I, I mean, I believe you, but I didn't read anything about it. For I wish I knew more about it just to say that statement, but there's some something. Maybe you some should story. look it up, do some research Maybe on it. Maybe I should. We can actually cover that because that mm. sounds interesting. Yeah. Kind of like the whole Croatoan thing. Yes. From in the yeah. settlement in Virginia right. where they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good one, too. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Huh? yeah more topics. Right. So, whether the mysterious disappearances of the Alaska Triangle are the result of nature, strange energy vortexes, or ancient evil spirits, it's definitely something we should question, and it's interesting. I think I'd love to go to Alaska and, and explore the area now that I know about it. Some of the things. Yeah, yeah. If I had known it back then, Mm-mm-mm. it might have been fun to no, go explore. No, you can't. Because then you go missing. You'll come with me. We'll go missing together. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. <laughs> All right. So I hope you like the stories uh, that were that were told here about the Alaska Triangle. We'll post some links and stories and our references on the website at Wickedness True Crime and the Unknown.com. Check us out on Anchor at anchor.fm slash wickedness where you can support us by clicking on that support button. Follow us on Instagram at Wickedness True Crime. Email us at wickedness true crime at yahoo.com. And please rate and review us so we can get more listeners. We need your help to do this. I appreciate all of you who are listeners and are liking our podcast, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye. Bye.